Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Another Sunday night, Paranormal Science. I'm Stan Zurich, and uh, temporarily alone yet. I guess Hawk is on his way in. All right, uh, before Joe gets here, a uh, little talk about what we're going to be mentioning tonight. Uh, Bigfoot. Not necessarily uh, the Bigfoot we know, but Yeti. Over in Russia, apparently back in the 50s, there was a uh, Yeti that I guess went on a rampage. Killed off nine people in uh little bit we'll get into that a little bit more in detail all right our phone numbers for tonight are 570-883-0098 or 1-800-437-0098 if you should have any uh questions or any comments on bigfoot in the area appreciate that or if you do know anything about what happened in russia at that time we can talk about that well yesterday spent the day in Clark Summit, there's a little park, and I honestly wish I could remember the name of it. There was a psychic fair up there, and uh, we had a pretty good time. Me and Mark Kaiser were there, pushing our books. Uh, his, you know, his book, my book, we had a good time, sold a few of them, met a few nice people up there. Well, one person is a young man, young woman, and I wish I had his name. He claims he's going to call in tonight. We'll wait and see if he does. All right? He says he's going to listen to us from now on, and uh, well, let's see. If you're out there, give us a call. Like I said, 883-0098. We uh, met a few other people up there. Our good friend, Troy, he uh, sells Native American uh, feathers, different things, handmade things from the Indians. Very nice man, very good product. He also does Native American smudgings. He will be at the Pennsylvania, uh, excuse me, the East Coast Paracon. And that's coming up, and a little information on that, that's coming up in... September on the 24th 
at what was the Steamtown Mall, and it's now uh, the marketplace at Steamtown. Lots of stuff going on there. We are uh, also going to have a fashion show, Paranormal Magazine, or excuse me, yes, it would be Paranormal Magazine. It's going to be there at their fashion show. They are looking for local girls from the ages of 18 to 24. They need about 10 girls for this fashion show. And if anybody's interested in that, go to our website, www.eastcoastparacon.com. And uh, you can message yourself from there, or you can email us at eastcoastparacon.gmail.com, at gmail.com, excuse me. Okay. And uh, we will get back to you and give you the proper numbers you call. We don't directly do anything with the picking of the girls. We just forward the numbers and the names to the owner of the magazine. And she will actually speak to you and see, okay, she can use you, she can't use you. I don't know. All right, 10 girls, 10 local girls, ages of 18 to 24 for the fashion show. We also, speaking of the Paracon... We've got a lot of stuff going on. We're back up to about 13 psychics. If anybody's interested in uh, having their fortune told, cards read, we can have that done. Tarot cards, again, palms read, uh, fortune told, uh, anything like that. Psychics will be available for that. We have paranormal teams there, which means these are the people that actually come out to your house. They're the investigators. They check your house out. They'll tell you whether you have activity or not. Uh, And surprisingly, a lot of people say, my house is haunted, my house is haunted. And these teams come in there and say, well, no, it's not. You've got something else going on in there. You have bad wiring. You have uh, something that may be called a residual haunting, which means there's not an actual spirit there, but it plays like a loop. If you see somebody walk down your hall every day or every so often, but they always walk in the same place, you have a residual. Just uh, nothing they can do about it. You can't make it go away. Uh, it's not a real spirit. It's like a tape recording. It just keeps playing over and over. All right. Now, if you did have a real spirit in your house and you wanted to have something done with it, there's certain resolution teams out there that can come in and can cleanse your house and clear it and help the spirit on its way. There's some teams out there that'll come in and say, you have, a, you have something in your house. This is what you have. Here's the pictures. Here's the recordings. Uh, we can't do nothing to get it out, and they're going to have to contact somebody else. All right. Pennsylvania Paranormal Association is a resolution team. They will come in there, tell you what's in your house, what you can do about it. Do you want to have it taken care of, or do you want to leave it alone? Some people say, you know, hey, I don't mind it. It's, you know, it's friendly it's not bothering us we'll just leave it alone and uh you know they'll live peacefully we'll live peacefully and we'll see what happens we'll go from there okay that's that's common we get a lot of people out there to call in and they say my restaurant my hotel could you come investigate it can you see what you know see what we have in here and sometimes you find something sometimes you don't sometimes these people call you up because let's face it hauntings are big right now these people are going to say, I want something in my hotel so I can prove that I have a, you know, a haunted hotel. And we can push the issue there and sell a little more rooms or feed some more people. Oh, I think I see Joe coming now. Hopefully. All right. Uh, 
there are lots of different types of hauntings and people get scared out there they get nervous and they say oh i have a demon in my house folks it's very rare you're going to have a demon in your house now you may have an honorary spirit you got to remember these are people that passed away if somebody passed away or if somebody was honorary and nasty and miserable in their life chances are when they become a ghost they're going to be the same way they'll be a little bit miserable Hey, there's Mr. Hawk. He's entering this, the lab here. Are we on? We're on. We're on. Hello. Hello. He makes it. Hey, it's only a few minutes late. That's right. You got your headset with you? I do not, but I will. <laughs> okay. Well, my boss was going to take care of me here. Okay. Um, like I was saying, different spirits. That Joe just coming in. You can hear him in the background, I hope. Okay. Um, different type of spirits. Henri in life. Henri is a spirit. Sometimes they're afraid to leave. We'll have to, you know, help them along. The, you know, they might be afraid to leave. <laughs> He's still struggling to find a set of headsets here. You hear all the rattling in the background? That's Joe. That's me. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I think we're on. Oh, welcome, Joe. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Hello. I was just buying some time when you were gone talking about the ghosts. Oh, I appreciate that. Right. Okay. You mentioned the, the psychic fair up in Clark Summit that me and Mark were at yesterday. How was that, son? That was good. Like I said, a lot of nice people we met there. Uh, Troy was there. I mentioned that. Troy, yeah. Troy Michaels, I think his name is, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Troy, yeah. Native it, American Indian. Great guy. I'll tell you what. He uh, he did a couple pieces for me, and I'll tell you what. He is, um, he's genuine. He, he's, he's, he's true Native American. He does everything the old way. Yes, he know. does. And, yes, he does. Um, he did, he, there's a ritual behind it, the way he wraps his beads, the way he uses the feathers. I mean, mm -hmm. the man is just phenomenal in, in, uh, in what he does. Yes, he is. He's a great man. And uh, he informed me of something I didn't know yesterday. He seems to be having a little problems getting his feathers or selling his feathers. His, his handiwork, they, it's not just right. feathers. I, 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 I'm not sure. What do you call them, Joe? Uh, well, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's, it's his, his wares. Like, um, for instance, if he's making a dream catcher, what he'll do is he'll... He'll actually bend the wood itself. Like, he'll get twigs and from branches, depending on you know, whether it be pine or whatever, something soft. So he bends it, he wraps it in leather, and then he adorns them with different feathers. You're mm -hmm. right. You know, us uh, like pheasant feathers and, and turkey right. feathers. And, um, you know, now, now him being Native American, um, I don't know if anybody's aware of this or not, but unless you're Native American, you cannot have like a bald eagle feather. Exactly. Or you cannot have certain hawk feathers um, because they're protective birds. Well, him being Native American, being part of a tribe, you know, uh, true, true to, true to his, his ancestry, he's allowed to have yes, these things. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Unfortunately, from what I'm understanding, <laughs> the state of Pennsylvania is not recognizing that. Well, no, 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 no. You misunderstood on that one there. He can have eagle feathers, things like that, but... He can't sell them. He can't sell them. He doesn't bring them with him. Now he has... Feathers of pheasants, feathers of geese, feathers of chickens, every kind of feather well, you can I'm imagine, saying, But right? why can't he sell those? He can't sell at the powwows. Oh, okay. okay. Which is very strange. It is because turkey a, feathers and ge goose feathers. Apparently, the Pennsylvania Game Commission stepped in and said something to the powers that be at the powwow that those two types of feathers he's not allowed to sell. Right? I wonder why. And he's his comeback is: look, you can hunt them, 
you can pick them off the ground. You can do whatever you want with them, right? They're legal to own. They're legal to own. For you and I. I mean, and he said, even my geese. He said, I buy my feathers and have the receipts for them. He says, I'm not like somebody going out shooting a wild goose. Well, th- that's the other thing, too. You know, I want people to understand that, you know, because he's Native American, he, they waste nothing. So it's not like this mm-hmm. man goes out and just, you know, you know, kills a, a bird, a pheasant, or, or an animal. You know, even as far as he uses, like, uh, he'll use, like, wolf teeth and stuff like yes. that. But he gets them from a sanctuary where yes. they naturally fall out. These people collect them and get them, you know, and that's where he gets them from. Well, I think part of the issue is, and I, I gave some thought about this after I spoke to you earlier about it. Right. In Pennsylvania, you cannot sell products or anything. Like, let's say you shoot a white-tailed deer. Right. You can't sell the meat. Okay. Technically, you can't sell the fur. You give it to the person that's doing the butchering or whatever, right? right? right. You can't sell the antlers. Okay. Right? You can possess them. You can't sell them. So I'm wondering, if so, being that it's a so that's huntable thing, yeah, right. that they're getting on that. Maybe. Maybe. But, but his comeback is, he says... At a powwow, I'm on Native American that's true. grounds. They that's have true. no Once they take laws. over and they, that's correct. Yeah. So it, it's a battle. He's he's trying to figure out what to do with I, it. I'll tell you, I wish him the best of luck. I mean, I Great can see man. both sides. Of, you know, I can see both sides. But um, him being a true Native, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to allow to do that. He so. was he was doing Native American blessings yesterday. He was doing a lot of stuff. He was doing good. I'll tell you, we um, uh, I actually... um. You know, John and I became very good friends, and I actually mm-hmm. went to a couple of powwows with him. As a matter of fact, uh, the last one I was at with him, uh, I brought my daughter. And um, he was just, it was just, uh, it was great. I mean, she loved it. You know, was, you know, Stella's only what four? She was fourteen months old or whatever, but she loved it. Like the, you guys oh, just see so the amazed. sounds, the colors, everything. Yeah, yeah just, you know, I've never been the one. I hear about them, and I someday I'm going to get there. And, and Troy took her, you know, took her and and, and showed her different things, and you know, did a little, did a little blessing on her and stuff. And it was just, it was awesome. She was just in awe, and to watch them in their in their native. In the neighborhood habitat, if you will, and, and the songs and, and the traditional dances and the fancy dances. And mm-hmm. if anybody has never gone to a, a Native American powwow, I, I suggest if you're even remotely interested in any type of arts, this is truly, truly amazing. You know, generations upon generations. I mean, they have shaman there. They have, um, you know, um, like I said, traditional fancy dances. And they, they do the, um, they show like the actual dances where they used to pound around and they'd actually stamp the grass down to make where they'd set up for the night. Like, mm-hmm. they, 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 you learn so much. It's just amazing. I mean, everything they do has a meaning. Correct. They waste nothing. They take note. They don't even waste their time. If they're going to do something, there's a purpose. Correct. Everything they do is, a, is for a purpose. Okay. And he set me straight on a few things as far as I always wondered about, you know, Native American religions versus other religions and right. basically what it came down to be because I had asked him I said what would happen if we were out investigating a house like, and we come across a Native American in the house I've always been under the impression that we can't help that person cross not true right and uh, he, that's exactly what he said. He yeah. said, you got to remember, a spirit is a spirit is a spirit. Right. And they still answer to one supreme being. They, exactly. He says, it doesn't matter what you call the supreme being. You may call him God. Mm-hmm. You may you call may him call Yahweh. The, you Yahweh. Call you him, may right. call him the creator. Right. But he said, we all have our own way of relating and calling this. He said, when you go in there and you try to help them cross, you're just helping a spirit cross over to their, whatever they believe, to creator, God. Yeah. You know, I... This is the first time me actually speaking of this. I didn't even get a chance to talk to you about this, Dan. And the reason why I knew those answers, um, I can throw it out there on the air, is because I actually had a I actually had a dream about that. And because uh, anybody that's listened to me before, I said the same thing. You know, if 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 they're, you know, if 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 it's uh, someone of the Jewish faith, you know, uh, if you bring a Catholic priest in, it probably will not help, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even as far as uh, you know, we both you know we both belong to the PPA, and they have 
a numerous amount of uh, a toolkit, if you will, or a toolkit to pull from. And, um, you know, they do have people of different denominations in that. But I had a dream. And um, in the dream, basically how I answered you is kind of how I was talking to a, a council, if you will, mm-hmm. in the dream. And um, I was learning. They were teaching me things. And that's exactly what was told to me. And that, that, just, that just happened the other night. And forgive me, you might hear my voice cracking a little bit because it's actually a... a an emotional response um, inside me when I think of it. Um, I call it a dream. I'm not sure if that's if that's exactly <laughs> what it was, but it was definitely it's definitely a, a spiritual um, enlightenment to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's true. Um, what it comes down to is that's the reason why we could talk to people of like you know, say we went to Russia, we could still necessarily talk to a spirit because mm-hmm. in the spirit world, we will sound. Yeah, there's from, no, from, from no what language. I gathered from no. my teachings, right? <laughs> um, or from me learning, I should say, um, is that when we speak in our language they will hear in theirs. Okay. So, and that's very, um, that's very humbling and touching to me. And I, and I never realized that till, um, till I had this dream. So, right. and now that he said that, I kind of believe it to be true. Right. I mean, he's a very smart man, very interesting man. And basically set me straight on a lot of things. Right. Yeah. All right, Joe, let's move on to our topic here. We're going right. to, yeah. okay. Anybody ever hear that? I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I know it. Die to love pass incident. It's about nine hikers, college students, over in Russia. And it's named after one guy, Daikalov. That's what his name was. His name is right. That's the name of him, yeah. He, uh, or they went up, it was February 2nd, 1959, in the Ural Mountains, hiking up in the mountains. They had a plan. They were going to go across the mountains and at a certain point meet, meet up or come out, take 10 days or whatever it was to come through, right? After a couple of days in there, a storm hit. And they actually went up the wrong valley. And they got lost. Well, by the time they realized where they were lost, it was they were up in the top, the storm was blowing. They could either camp where they're at or drop back about a mile and a half or so into the tree line and stay there for the night. Well, they decided at the altitude they're at, they'll just do some hike camping. Set up their tents, set up everything there. And uh, sometime during their camp, I don't know if it was the first day, second day, whatever, nobody really knows. Right. For whatever reason, they all went running from their tents. And the funny thing is, they slit the tents on the inside to get out. Instead of going through the flaps or going through the door, the entry, right. they actually cut their way out. Now there's about two, maybe a foot and a half of snow out there. It was somewhere, let me see if I can get the temperatures here. I, I'm saying 16 below, I'm believing, somewhere in that area. It was below zero, regardless. Right. They ran out, some in their underwear. Some with just their socks on, some with one shoe on, they just had time to put it on. Nine of them, two girls, seven guys, ran out. And uh, by the time they found their bodies, there was maybe three here, two there, one about a mile away, right? All mutilated. Not necessarily. It was not mutilation. What happened with them was it was like a compression or pressure fractures like if something got a hold of them and squeezed them really tight hmm. and you know squashed everything on the inside but didn't break any bones right on some of them some of them had fractured skulls like something had actually hit them some one girl had her two eyes and her tongue removed wow right very very strange and they're trying to figure out what happened to these people and a lot of the stories go wrong that the yeti got them and I, I don't understand what would frighten somebody that bad 
and, and those those listeners that aren't aware of what a yeti is, it would be a, a yeti is another word that they utilize for Bigfoot, or you know, so it's the Russian it's Bigfoot, the Russian mountain Bigfoot, Bigfoot right. yeah. So yeah, um, now they started off with ten ten groups, ten people out there. One guy got sick and went home like the day before. He got out, <laughs> so he didn't hang around there. Yeah. So, so but, now was this a, was this a family adventure? What were they looking for? No, initially? it was, was a it was a bunch of college students. They were experienced mountain climbers. They were experienced people for camping in that type of weather. Oh, that's right. They're, they're heading towards a to reach us. I can't pronounce the word here, but it's a oh. O'Torton, the mountain. O'Torton so that, that's mountain? What, yeah, O'Torton okay. mountain. That was, I was just reading here. It says the goal that they, um, um, the expedition was to reach that mountain, which was a 10 kilometers, 6.2 mile north site of the incident. Mm-hmm. So they were 6, 6.2 miles away from where their, their goal was. Yeah, they didn't make it. Yeah, but it was, uh, like I said, something got them. Now, there's a lot of theories of what could have happened. You know, one being the Yeti, because they can't figure out what would have crushed somebody, what would have pinned them, you know, to actually right. hold them that tight. Right. What would have fractured their skulls? It wasn't like they were just running through the woods and got crushed and got, you know, bashed in the head by accident. Right. And, uh, again, what would remove somebody's eyes and tongue? That That's the thing. That's, yeah. I mean, now, did some of them just simply freeze to death? or were They, they all, all? For, well, I, I guess you would say they all died of hypothermia. Right. Right. I'm not sure uh, where the crushing came in afterwards, before. I don't know. Right. They just, surprisingly, this happened, like I said, back in the 50s. And it wasn't until um, somewhere in the 1990s that Russia actually released any information at all about them. That's how we know about the crushing, about the different really? things. Nothing was said prior to that. Huh. Yeah, they, uh, they kept, as usual, it's kept everything hushed up. Right. Yeah, but again, they found their tents. Ripped, they escaped from the inside, out, cut their way out. Well, that's the thing. And ran without their clothes, with no jackets, no shoes. Especially in sub-zero weather. And some of them, okay, some of them apparently did live after other ones died, because when they found them, some of them had clothes from the other ones, you know, whatever they gathered on. Some of them had taken shreds of clothes from the deceased and wrapped them around their feet because they didn't have shoes or socks and went a little farther. Right. Some of them had tried to build a fire wherever they went, wherever they ended up at. That's that's so. I, oh, I don't even know a word to use. Strange to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can understand the whole. Don't get me wrong. I can understand the whole. You know, scavenging for other clothes and this and that. But, but why? If there were ten experienced, you know, uh, mountain climbers, why would it be the fact that they would leave unprepared? Something obviously scared them out of there that much in order for them to do yeah. so, you know? All right, Joe. It's time to take our first break. All right. And we'll be back in a minute. Well, hi there. It's Elmer here. There's a young girl that needs her help. This young lady, Lila, is 11 years old and suffers from irretractable epilepsy and many other medical conditions as a result of brain surgery. On Sunday, July 31st at 1 p.m. at the Wilkesbury Township Fire Hall, there's going to be a bingo. And guess who's going to be there? The gang from the East Coast Barracon. They'll be calling numbers, selling cards, and whatever else needs to be done. Besides the bingo, there'll be raffles for sale, instant bingo, and food and beverages. And it's only a donation of $20. That's a dollar per game, 20 games. To, pur- to purchase tickets, contact Judy at 570-899-3159 or Lisa at 
4706. Didn't get those numbers? Go to www.eastcoastparacon.com. That's all one word, East Coast Paracon, and get them there. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Hey, it's Mark Hayes from Paranormal Science. Did you ever get that feeling like you have a thousand demons staring at your back? You know the pain. Are you uncomfortable in your own body, like you're possessed with somebody else's torment and suffering? You don't need an exorcist. You need chiropractics. Dedicated to providing the best chiropractic and rehabilitative care possible, Chiropractics will get you back into the body you remember. Chiropractics, 569 Pier Street, Kingston, PA. Check them out on the web, getchiropractics.com, T-I-X on the end, or call 570-288-5800 and get back to living. Welcome back. Yes, welcome back. Yeah. Hey, we got a call here, Joe. All right. Let's see who we have. Hello. Who do we have here? Hello. My name is Ghana Rasali. How are you? All right. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was just listening to your show, Paranormal Science, and uh, and you guys talked about the spirits in the house and demons like that. And I was wondering, like, uh, do the ghosts really exist? Does what really exist? Ghosts really exist. Does ghosts really exist? Um, I will not. I won't say they don't, and I won't say they will. But I will say that I've seen enough that that is that is not necessarily explainable by what we what we know in today's factual world. Um, that's uh-huh. why that's why they call it, of course, paranormal. Para meaning above, so or outside you know, of the right, normal, or just outside the norm. Right. So. Um, I'll be honest with you, you know, I've investigated with the Pennsylvania Paranormal Association, I've done stuff on my own, and um, I will tell you that there is some stuff out there that is just not explainable by whether it be science or, or, or just, you know, simple, you know, common sense, if you will, and there's just certain uh-huh. things that are just uh, that are just out there. We've seen some different things, seen some, uh, um, got some of the evidence we've collected is just... Uh, it's hard to dispute. It, yeah, it's hard to dispute, very hard to dispute. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware or not, but if, 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 you, um, if you go on the computer, if you go on the ppa.net, um, if you go into our investigative section, we actually have a lot of um, uh, different sound bites and even some video there that you can get to see uh, different things happen, such as like quarters falling out of the air out of nowhere and, and uh, embodied voices and stuff. So, um, you know, you can check that out because we do have a lot of different evidence and stuff there. Sure. Yeah, and um, like on the news, I found like uh, while taking pictures, uh, some people figure out like there's a picture that looks like a ghost. And if we think like ghost is invisible, then how it's possible that we can see the ghost? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, sometimes um, you know when you take pictures and and people will catch a ghost or you know a spirit on camera. Uh-huh. The the thing is, our our minds and our eyes could only collect three dimensional things. We could only see three dimensions. Um, as we know, a camera's eye never blinks, and depending on what type of camera it is, um, you know collects certain different types of information uh, with that being mm-hmm. said um, sometimes we see a ghost people will say they saw a dark shadow or maybe like a, a light streak or a light shadow uh, mm-hmm. you know I hate to use the word light shadow even though people do but um, you know uh, like a, a flash of light go by well mm-hmm. what that variable may be is a fourth dimensional 
creature, being, spirit, whatever, whatever you know, whatever you choose to use, um, entering a three-dimensional world such as ours. So, because our minds mm-hmm. and our and our eyes cannot comprehend and or see outside of three dimensions, that is where sometimes we get that flash of light or that um, you know wisp of darkness, if you will, that goes by us. Right. Yeah, and I was just you know like feeling that it might be the fears within us or that might be some kind of delusions because like I didn't believe before that if I haven't seen anything then how could I believe that's a ghost right and maybe sometimes in the night that if we are fear then we might think of ghost because that's what have been I mean you know like just in our concept right i think i understand what you're saying you're saying in other words like we talk about all the time on the show here it's it's i call it the hollywood effect and um Uh you know sometimes people will get that that image like um people blame everything on a ghost if a picture falls off your wall oh it must be a spirit must be a ghost we all know that's not necessarily true i think sometimes you know we as human beings in general just tend to overbellish or look for something that may not necessarily be there or that we want to be there that isn't um, so what we do as investigators is we take all those options out. Um, you know, we'll look at vibration. We'll look at, you know, traffic near the house of why those pictures kept falling off the wall. So we try to eliminate mm-hmm. all those different things before we say we have something there that's paranormal or before we say that we very well may have a spirit or a ghost there. Um, so we try to eliminate all the factual and scientific evidence as best we can, of course, um, in order to sit there and say, yeah, we may have a haunting here. And like you said, mm-hmm. sometimes people will project their own thoughts onto things. So, you know, as we call it, the Hollywood effect, where people will say, yeah, oh, it must have been the spirit. Well, just because one thing happens and you may, very well may have a haunted house or a haunted business, just because mm-hmm. one thing happens doesn't mean every odd thing that happens is is paranormal. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, and I have another question, like, um, how it will form ghost either by like uh, dying accidentally or even if person died normally then his soul became ghost or like what i haven't understand that there's there's different theories out there that um suggest that if it's a traumatic incident, such as um, mm-hmm. like you know in a war situation or a, a traumatic you know car accident, motor vehicle accident, whatever it may be, um, that sometimes the spirit gets trapped here because it was so traumatic that the person doesn't right. necessarily realize that they're dead. Um, mm-hmm. That that's one theory. There's another theory out there that it doesn't necessarily have to be traumatic. It could just be the fact that there's a soul or a spirit that didn't go to the light. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when I say by light, I mean regardless of what religion you may be, there's always that other, you know, th- where we go to our happy place, where we go to our creator. And, you know, some souls and spirits don't necessarily see that upon the time of death, so then they kind of roam lost and, you know, looking for that light um, until someone mm-hmm. comes along helping them. And there's also a third theory out there. I mean, there's a thousand to one, but the, the, the three main ones, um, this being the third, of course, is that spirits have free will. Meaning that a spirit, once they go to the light, could technically Mm -hmm. come back in their spirit form, in a different form of energy, come back and visit their loved ones or come back and visit this world on a different plane. Um, Such as I, going back to what I said earlier, being a fourth dimensional spirit into a three dimensional world. So therefore, sometimes we'll smell the perfume of our or the cologne of our loved ones or if they smoked we may like oh you know that that smells like their tobacco or their or their pipe or mm-hmm. you know um and that's kind of where people get that that feeling and the interaction and you know whether they, right. they see something or smell something or 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like for example, if a wife died, right, accidentally or um, normally, then can the ghost control his her husband or not? Like the living partners. Uh. You saying that you think the go? Are you asking if the ghost could come back and control the living? Right. There's, uh, I mean, that would be more. I mean, like keep keep them scaring several times. I'm sorry. What was that? Like a ghost? Can ghost come and um, control their living partner and make them scare several, like more often? Um. Well, I mean, can they do that? What you're saying is, you know, can can a, can a ghost come and control a, a physical being on Earth? Right. Um, are there such thing as possessions? Um, you know, even if you talk to the Catholic Church, they're very skeptical on saying yes, but they won't actually say no either. Yeah, but I don't think it's but a spirit or a ghost that's, that's in the possession. That's correct. Different. I don't think that. I don't believe in a a. a I'll use the word normal here. I don't believe if a normal mm-hmm. spirit or a normal um, ghost would just come back and, and, and take possession of a physical body. That's more of a um, low-level energy or demonic energy that may you know necessarily do that. Okay. Uh, Guiana, we're going to yeah. have to let you go. It's time for another break for us. So thanks for calling. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. Time for a break. We'll be back. Elmer here. I was just reading the East Coast Paracons flyer. They have something on it about bringing the living together to help better understand the dead. I'm not ready to understand the dead. Soon enough, I'll be one of them, and they can tell me all about it then. Stop in and say hello at the East Coast Paracon on September 24th in the marketplace at Steamtown. With all the psychics, paranormal investigators, and people showing things, I may not be that easy to find. Look for the old man with the hat. That'll be me unless some other old man with a hat shows up. Say hello to him, too. Talk to you soon. Warning. This program may contain material that is controversial to some listeners. Spontaneous enlightenment may occur. All right, welcome back, Paranormal Science. Uh, we had to cut that gentleman. He had some good questions. It was my fault. I cut him off. Yeah, that's a, no, I, no, no, I'm saying. We, we should have put that. him on hold and held him, but <laughs> that's let him right. go. That's all right. He's more than welcome to call back. Yeah. Um, I hope we answered his questions well, though. And uh, actually, you know what, Sam? We have, we have another person waiting for us. Yes, we do. Joshua. Joshua, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Welcome okay. to the show, Joshua. Thank you. Appreciate well, it. Joshua, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Oh, well, you're listening all the way out there, huh? Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I heard about the station, and uh, you know, just logged on, um, streaming online. All right, thank I'll tell you. you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Oh yes, no pro- no problem. Yeah. So hey, man, I was I was uh, listening in, and um, I guess I heard the question, um, like you know, are, are ghosts real? I think was uh, the last caller's question. Yes. Uh, you know, and just listening on as I was, you know, hearing the conversation, I'm thinking to myself, you know. Um, I mean, it's, it's 2016, you know, and we're still, like, discovering things that are, you know, so far out beyond our atmosphere and beyond the galaxy. And I'm thinking, uh, you know, how can we, how could we even rule it out, you know, uh, for so many to say, oh, this is not real. It's just, you know, a story. Uh, so I think that's that's my challenge and, you know, or, or my take on it, rather, um, like, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm just, I'm convinced, you know, for one reason or another that there is, uh, you know, something beyond us, 
you know, something uh, supernatural for sure. Have you ever experienced anything? Uh, I, I would I would like to think so. Um, you know, and then again, you know, maybe this is why we call it, uh, you know, supernatural or, or paranormal in the, you know, first place, because I, I mean, I can't, I can't call it, you know, for sure. I can't say either one, but um, I know there was a, there was an instance, you know, um, and for me, I was, you know, I was sleeping, so it was, you know, far um, more than what I could explain. Right. Uh, I've heard the general thing of, you know, like having, uh, I think they call it like a witch on your back or something like that, you know. Right. But um, for me, I mean, I was uh, I was at home years ago, and um, we had this old door, you know, and I could literally, I'm laying on the couch in the living room, and I'm hearing this door just, you know, shake and, and tremble, you know, it's this old wood door. Um and I mean the craziest thing, you know, when I got up, of course it stopped. But uh, you know, I've I've seen, I've had, you know, some instances like that. Um, and you know, it just it was beyond for me beyond explanation. Um, I think you know many have had you know other experiences. Some uh, where there's you know far greater evidence than you know what I could imagine or what I've experienced, but. You know, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm still, I'm, I guess I'm just open enough to believe that, you know, there's something out there more than just us, you know, well, or, or another realm that we can't tap into like that, you know. Oh, absolutely, Josh. You know, and our thing on, our thing on uh, paranormal science is grow your mind, you know, mm-hmm. and that's true. You know, to keep an open mind is truly just like an open book. You know, as much as we write our life, you know, there are some things that are scribed for us. So, you know, you never thought until you went to bed that night that you'd ever have anything imaginable like that and then the next morning you wake up thinking what just happened exactly yeah. um, and, and you know and, and I've had if you were listening I'm sure you just heard my, my, my um, explanation to Stan about the um, uh, someone was teaching me something I was in front of a, you know, a tribal council if you will and uh, they were telling me about you know the great creator no matter who we believe in that we always go to the other side and I didn't go to bed even remotely thinking that that night <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean Got so um, it's it just it's, it's, it's enlightening it really is um, yeah, it is and Joshua, just to expand upon what you said, you're right. I mean, in February 8th, 2011, I'm not sure if anybody really remembers this or not, but um, there was a first time ever, um, they actually had aerial footage of this. It was an uncontacted tribe in the Amazon that mm. never was found before. Mm-hmm. That was in February 8th, 2011. These people never had any other interaction with human beings I, until that wow. day. But I think since then, they've not allowed anybody to make Co- contact correct, with them at correct. all. Since then, they've actually been away. But they actually have aerial footage of them trying to shoot their, their arrows at the, the helicopter, thinking it was some type of, I guess, I mean, I, I'm not going to talk for them, but I'm sure they were wondering, like, is this some type of, you know, some type of god? Like, I don't even know how they think, but could you right, imagine right. not knowing anything about technology? The next thing you know, you have a helicopter flying over your village. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no. I mean, that was 2011. So if we found living, breathing human beings in 2011 that never had any other contact with any other human being, imagine, like you said earlier when you started this conversation, what could possibly be out there? Right, right. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. It is amazing. Well, it's a wonder, really. Well, we are going to be exactly like that if someday, uh, let's just say, a UFO landed in your front yard. Right. We are exactly like those people that exactly. have never seen anything else. Wondering, what is this? Exactly. You know. You know. It's just, it's it's all in what you believe and all in what you see. You know. My biggest right. thing is, I always say, people are always skeptical or non-believers until it happens to them. <laughs> sure. Exactly. <laughs> You know? Exactly right, man. So I hope we answered your question, Josh. Do you have anything else? Yeah, no, man. It's good. It's good. I appreciate you for your time. Oh, no, I appreciate you listening all the way Thank out there. You. We really do. And, uh, and please continue to do so, and feel free to call anytime. 
All right, sure will. Thanks, sir. All right, thanks for listening, Joshua. Take care, Joshua. That's awesome from Missouri. That's uh, I, I love it. That's that, that's that's awesome. I'm glad yeah. he called in. Yeah, I'd like to get a few more calls from way out there. See what kind of distance we get. Exactly, and he was listening on the on, on the internet, which is which is fantastic. I wonder what ever happened to that person from Africa that used to constantly message. Oh yeah, us. remember that he used to message us. That's right. Yeah. He wanted to uh, he wanted to copy your book. Remember? Yeah, he wanted to copy I, the I, book. He wanted a couple other items, and uh, I can't think of his name. Didn't we send him a? I think Mark sent him a T-shirt or something. May very well have. I think he did. I know we've had this the probably the farthest we've had on air to call us right on air, but yeah, but I mean we've had people from us. Japan, we've had people from all the, all over the place, yeah, which yes, which I love. I'm I'm glad. I'm so, yeah. I'm so happy that we could reach that spectrum and and like we always say, Stan, you know, with today's you know especially with social media, that's what's helping us. I mean, if we were just we're one of the very few brick and mortar you know, um, shows around, you mm-hmm. know, most people do broadcast over the internet, um, but we have the luxury of having both, so. You know, going over the internet, we touch literally worldwide, and thank God for technology, or we would never have even touched, you know, an eighth of what we do now. Exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm happy with that. It, it seems like the calls tonight, I mean, okay, we're going to have to put our other topic on the back burner, maybe for another show, and right. I think we're going to finish okay, up yeah. today. But uh, it seems the topic is, uh, that people like to talk about today, is do ghosts really exist? Right. And like you said, that's... Uh, could be up to the individual. Could be what your beliefs are. Right. It's we, almost like an unanswered question. We, well, it's a hard question to answer. Right. I mean, if you've seen a ghost, if you've had some experience with it, you may believe. You may say, like, what was that? What happened? They've seen something. Something different. And right. They can't explain it. Same, same thing with, with UFOs. So we talk about, you know, there's certain people that are so like, oh, my God, no way is there right. anything out there like that. And there's other people that have seen things, you know, such as ourselves that are, that are um, you know, unexplainable. Right. You and it, it's very hard to get any type of tangible evidence. Right, absolutely. All right, we got another call coming we, in. We do. Okay. Matthew? Okay, Hi. Matthew, welcome to the world Paranormal Science. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. All right. Where are you from, Matthew? Uh, from Dalton. All right, okay. thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just got a question for you guys. Um, as far as, you know, like the local uh, paranormal activity that's going on, it's like, is there any, you know, like epicenter to this? You mean like a like a general area where there's a when you say epicenter, you're saying like almost like almost like an earthquake epicenter, like a, a central location where this is magnifying from? Yeah, yeah. So there's like uh, it happens in one place more than others. Um. Well, I think. Um you know, I, I'll say I'll say no, and the reason I'll why say, I say a little bit of yes when you really, done with yours. Yeah, I, fig- I figured Stan would have a little bit of a different um, thought process than I did. So let me get mine out really quick. Um, the the reason why I say no as far as an epicenter goes is because of this. I believe that energy is energy, regardless of what what form it's in. It, it always is, and always will be, supposedly. Okay, from what we know of energy. Um, with that being said, if you take a place that nothing significant and I don't mean that disrespectfully but like just just everyday normal life happened there's a potential that you will have less activity there as compared as you take a place such as Gettysburg where there was such such dramatic and such um Activity that you know over. I mean, you know, we all know the, we all know the history of Gettysburg for the most part. So, yeah. you know, would you consider that an epicenter? Well, sure, but for but for how far does that reach out? Um, so, I, I mean, the vibration still consists and continues, but I think you're kind of looking at apples and oranges. You know. All right. Yeah. So, now, do you think that uh, something you know, like dramatic in a bad way, has to happen for for you know, like uh, activity to happen, or? That's where Joe stole my thunder a little bit there on the Gettysburg. I wouldn't call it an epicenter. I would call it more of a, an area of high incidence. 
Right. Well, you have mass casualties, mass deaths, uh, people dying that probably didn't realize if, if you've ever been to Gettysburg, some of the spirits I think are still fighting the battle down there. They don't realize they're Correct. dead. Correct. And I'm sure people say that Gettysburg is one of the most haunted places in the world, but I'm sure any other major battlefield in the world is just as active. Correct. I mean, now there are contributing factors, as we yeah. know. Running water, high courts in the area. I mean, all these things magnify, um, you know, paranormal activity, or at least, you know, get their energy from that. Now, if you're looking for saying a specific location can be haunted or a specific location cannot be haunted, my opinion is any place, place, any place. People say, oh, I have a brand new house, but there's something going on. Why is that? Well, what was there prior to? Right. I mean, and and you know, that, what happened on that ground, you know, exactly. passing through, you know, I mean, years. Potential is everywhere to have a haunting. Right. Now, to answer your second question, um, Matthew, I don't believe that there has to be a traumatic event in order for a, 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 I hate to use the word haunting, but in order for a haunting to happen or for a spirit to be there. It does not have to be traumatic, no. Um, I don't know if you heard earlier in the program, but there's a lot of different theories out there, you know, that the spirits have free will. They could come and go from the other side to here. Um, and, you know, there are some that are trapped just because they never went to the light or didn't know how to get there. And then, of course, sometimes just traumatically, like Stan said, they don't even know they're dead yet because it happened so traumatically that, that the soul is just still living on. So um, to be traumatic, for to be a haunting, I would say no. It, it could be a haunting even when it's, when it's an innocent life that's taken mm-hmm. or just, you know, by natural causes. All right. Um, yeah, you know, I just because you see all these movies where anytime that uh, you know something's lost, someone's left behind, it's you know something always bad happens to them. Right. Again, like Joe said, you got to beware of the Hollywood the effect. Hollywood effect. I mean, it's it's what they show you in the movies isn't necessarily what can be. You know what happened. You know, it's. I hate to say it, but it is movie. It is fanfare, and and you'll probably never see a show or a movie out there that's going to say, unless it's Casper the Friendly Ghost, that's going to sit there and say, "Oh, someone died here and nothing happened," because that doesn't sell tickets. So you know, and I hate to be that crass, but that's that's truly what it comes down to. If you want to get an effect of what it's like to go on a get ghost investigation without being on one, next time you're watching uh, Ghost Hunters, any of these shows like that, turn the volume off. Right, mute it. Mute it. Turn the volume off and watch, and you'll see how uh, exciting it really is. You'll, you'll hear us here. You know, if you ever watched, um, you know, The Animal Planet, you know, we, we've had, you know, several different um, episodes on that. And, you know, like Mark had, even said, Mark had even said a couple times that, you know, he goes, I was there. He goes, and, and as I'm watching it, he goes, if I was to listen, he goes, I'd be scared. But it's because of the music and the theatrics they put behind it to kind of get you, you know, in the mood to realize that it's something that may be haunted. Yeah, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Um, no, more, more than anything, I mean, just like I said, I was curious as to, you know, like what, what drives these things. Right. There's, I mean, there's, there's multiple, multitude of answers, and um, I, I know we're coming close to, to close down here, and I don't want to um, to cut you short, but uh, you know, if you ever wanted to call back, we could definitely um, discuss a lot of the different, you know, different aspects of why, or potentially why there may be hauntings or spirits hanging around. But um, I hope we answered our question the best we could tonight, because uh, you're probably going to hear the music in a minute or so, because we're, yeah, actually, we're actually turning down. So my, my apologies for that, Matthew. Uh, that's all right. All right. But thanks. Th- thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Thanks, Matthew. Right, thank you. Thank you. Some very, very good questions tonight. 
I am. Um, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with the Collins. I really yeah. am. I, I yeah. hope they continue. I, I like right. that. I like interacting with our. With I, our listeners. I love it. It's great. People call. We know some. We know we have more than three people. Yeah, it listening. makes us feel good that we're yeah, not just talking to air, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's actually listening to us. Yes, and, and we truly thank you for that because without you, there wouldn't be an us. So, okay. Uh, uh, Got to make it quick before we get on there. Next yep. Sunday. Yes. What do we got going on? Next Sunday, we it's have... It's the 31st. That's correct. And the 31st is Lila's Lolly. Yes, it is. The bingo. Um, you can go to our website, www.eastcoastparacon.com. Um, what we're doing is we're sponsoring a, a, a purse and a raffle bingos for a little girl has epilepsy. Um, it's to help her mother offset the cost of her medical condition. And that's next Sunday at the Woodsbury Township Fire Department. Correct. Yep. And uh, any other information, get off our website at eastcoastparacon.com. Yes, uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We truly appreciate the calls tonight. And uh, I guess that's it. We're heading off the air. So yes, my name are. is Joe Honk. I'm Stan Zurich. Don't forget to keep the faith. And sleep tight. Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.